I got a question to ask you. Are you in harmony with yourself? Are you at a state where you feel at ease and calm and everything's just at flow? Or do you have these moments where you feel tense and insecure or doubting yourself? Now look, here's the thing, we all have those moments. But is that like your steady state where you don't feel as if things aren't working the way you believe it should be? Or you just want more, but something's just not connecting. You're not making the right moves and you just don't know why. Perhaps the reason is with your energy. Hey there, my name is Denise Lee and I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And today I wanna talk with you about this idea about balancing your energies. We have masculine energy and we have feminine energy and they all work together to help us realize our dreams, give us purpose and focus and give us the energy to carry out all the things that we want. And if things aren't working the way that you want, perhaps there's some shift that needs to be done. And I brought with me Alicia Capani, and we're gonna be talking together about energy, understanding yourselves, finding that sense of purpose, and understanding what is our understanding of rest and relaxation. We're gonna really talk about all of that and so much more. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that follow subscribe button. I drop episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and we're just going to have some really honest conversations on health, wellness, all that stuff. But for right now, let's get into the conversation about balancing your feminine energy. All right, let's get to it. Hey, Alicia, how you doing today? Yay, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I got my cucumber mint concoction going on. And like you said, it was like the, it's like a mojito without the alcohol. Yes. Very refreshing. That's my kind of drink. Yeah. And you flipped your hair. We're all in our feminine vibes and that's awesome. And so for people who are like listening, like, well, why are we talking about your feminine vibes and what what does that matter? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So The reason I like to talk about it is because receiving is a feminine energy. So everyone's always trying to receive more, whether it's more wealth or love, like any form of abundance. I feel like everyone's after that in some way, shape or form, but they don't realize the power of their feminine energy in order to receive more. It's really neglected. People kind of think the only way to get more is to do more and be more in their masculine. Um, So that's, why I think it's really important. And also like if you're shutting down your expression, then that creates illness, disease, like it's not serving anyone. It creates resentment in your relationships. Like if you're shutting down your feminine energy, it is affecting probably every area of your life, whether you're aware of it or not. Relationships, health, career, money. Um, Yeah. And feminine energy, for those that don't really know what I mean for feminine energy, (laughs) some people like just make assumptions about what feminine energy is. Uh, Feminine energy is sensing, feeling, expressing, and receiving. And masculine energy would be like doing, taking action, penetrating the world. So masculine energy is like, I see, and feminine energy is, I feel. That's how I like to, to explain it. You know, full disclosure about this, (laughs) full disclosure. (laughs) So 
I always thought I was a girly girl. I went to the nail spa. I got massages. I went to the hairdressers. And I was checking off all the boxes of what a feminine woman is. Yeah. But I felt drained. Mm. And I felt exhausted. But I appear to be feminine. But everything about even my wellness was coming from a masculine energy. You know what? That's actually a very great way for people to be able to tell that they're not in their core energy. If you feel depleted, that means you're not in your core energy a majority of the time. Or if you feel resentful, right? So like, let's say your core energy is feminine, for example, you are not going to actually want to be the provider, for example, So you wouldn't love the feeling of your guy sitting on the couch and you going out and working and providing like that. That means it's not your feminine energy. It's not your core energy to be masculine. If your core energy is masculine, you'd be like, yeah, I love being the provider. It feels great. So if you feel resentful, if you feel depleted, like you said, that's how you know you're not in your core energy enough. So that's really great that you you had that awareness. Yeah, because feminine energy is not just um you know the way you look or the or you know how you dress or anything like that it's it's are you sensing what you're feeling or 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 are you shut down do you suppress what you're feeling you know how expressive are you um how great of a receiver are you are you uncomfortable receiving if people buy you things pay for you does it make you uncomfortable for men i find that makes them very uncomfortable which is like it's because it's not their core energy but your feminine energy is still not meant to be shut down, even if you're a man, because it will block how much you receive. You know, I was thinking as you were talking about uh, the five love languages and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, for a lot of people, they only think that it's either acts of service or receiving gifts. Like, But when you think about it, it's like ebbs and flows within your masculine to your feminine energy. Yeah. And I would actually say the love languages thing, I would say it changes based on your trauma. Because like, if you're someone who's like, carrying a lot of shame and feels unworthy, then of course, you're going to think your um, um, after what's called love language is words of affirmation. I need to hear you tell me that you love me and you care for me, because I feel so insecure and unworthy. But you clear that and then you maybe realize it's not, maybe it's not something that I really need, need, you know, like, so I do find that it's not something that like is permanent. The more someone heals and grows, I find that they want different things and different things show them what love is to them. I was talking with somebody today and (laughs) they were telling me about their, not trying to get too much into the details of their story. I want to honor their privacy, but they had a a very serious health issue and they were very afraid of asking for help. And the reason behind that is because they were trained to think for yourself and be self-sufficient and felt so unworthy of getting the physical help that they needed because all those voices were playing in the back of their mind mm-hmm. and to the point of the the love language again like the how trauma can really mess with you she just thought that she could just feel better through just serving 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 and she was dying literally oh yeah I see that a lot Overgiving, especially like 
um, that's like, um, well, with most people who have breast cancer, like your breasts are like about nurturance. So I'll see that a lot of people have breast cancer. It's like you're overgiving to the point of you abandoning yourself. Um, yeah, but you're right. It's actually crazy how many people are like, no, I can't receive like as if it's stronger to you're stronger if you do it on your own and don't receive from another person. But the way I look at it is no one is actually separate from you, at least in the quantum field. That's the way I look at it. So it's like you're rejecting receiving from yourself by, you know, not receiving from another person. Like, have you seen um, Breaking Bad or do you know the story of Breaking yeah. Bad? Yeah, yeah. So he's he has cancer and then he can't afford his cancer treatments and then he won't accept he has a friend that's willing to pay for his cancer treatment and he won't accept it out of like shame and ego and like no, I just can't accept money from another guy like that. I can't have him be the one supporting me and my family. Like, so he rejected it, but like he had a solution right then and there and he could have been a great receiver, but he was rejecting receiving from himself. If you actually look at it, because that was, that guy's a reflection of him. This is like the universe trying to source him through a different channel. It, it It's still coming from you. You're your source. You just happen to source yourself through this channel, but people see it, see it as, outside of me I'm receiving from outside of me and I don't even get why that's a wrongness but for a lot of people that's a wrongness I'm really feeling this conversation Alicia because you know from the moment we get first started walking and time or shoelaces we're like I can do this by myself I don't want to backtrack from from feeling dependent on people and the way out is through that discomfort is making yourself vulnerable is being feminine yes. and I love I you know when I think about Baking Bad and I, I I think about his evolution to becoming more him was just like surrendering and releasing all of that stuff that was trapped inside it was always there I don't yeah. think he was really a villain I think he was someone who just suppressed his own inner desires for so long. He settled and settled and settled. And it was an inevitable result, like for him to find, was Jesse? Like, and then just all these characters, but we're not here to promote AMC. We're just, (laughs) it's just the idea of that for a lot of us right now who are probably listening you're stuck in a situation where you could receive abundance right now. Yes. Yes. And what you said about the way is the way is you have to go through, like literally it's, it's, there is so much power in allowing yourself to feel the discomfort of something because then it moves and then you're not carrying it anymore. So then that thing's not stopping you anymore. So yeah, that is the way to dissolve these types of things. So if you're uncomfortable receiving from another person, the way to clear that is, okay, so the next time someone offers to buy something for me or do something for me, I notice in my body the discomfort. I actually bring awareness to it. I welcome it. I breathe through it instead of immediately trying to deflect and be like, no, 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 I got it. I can pay for it or whatever you're doing. That's how you clear it. And that's how you become a better receiver. I love this connection with the body. Cause I mean, I think I took mention to this to you earlier about for a lot, so long, I didn't even know I was holding my breath all the time, holding my breath. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so- why I have an alarm on my phone that reminds me to 
to take those breaths every day. Like it'll go only go off once a day, but then I'll also do it in the morning. I'll also do it in the evening. So it's at least three times a day. I'm taking full breaths and not holding my breath at, at least. Um, but yeah, you're right. Some people are, are so unaware and they've got like their shoulders up really tight and then they don't even realize, Oh my God, my shoulders are up. They're always up. Yeah. Just soften your shoulders. I know, like, so if you're listening to this, we'll wiggle your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And we were talking though about how, um, breath, like we have unlimited breath, like there is air always, like that is a form of abundance that we're literally like just not even receiving because we're holding our breath all the time. So that's even a great way to start becoming a better receiver is receive what's already showing up for you infinitely, which is breath. I really hate when I, I, I shouldn't say hate. Okay. Let me edit this. <laughs> I feel discomfort Okay, I feel discomfort when I hear from entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs saying, I can't find opportunities. I can't see anything that's around me. Everyone's blocking me. And I'm thinking, honey, you're blocking yourself. Yeah, 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 that's so true. They're not aware. And, you know, I'm someone that takes full responsibility for everything showing up in my reality. So it's like if something's not showing up for me or people are treating me a certain way, I know I'm co-creating it in some way. Something about my energy is having it show up this way. So if you're not receiving enough money, if you're not receiving enough opportunities, most likely your feminine energy is shut down in some way, I would have to guess. I, that's one of the go-to things I tell my clients is I give them feminine exercises to do if they're having issues with money. It might seem unrelated, but it's definitely not unrelated. And clearing shame is also one of the biggest things too, because maybe you just think you're unworthy. So then your beliefs create your reality and then you're not going to see anything other than I'm unworthy. I don't get to have it. So those are some of the main things I do to help people if they're having issues receiving anything, money, opportunities, love, doesn't matter what it is. You said that super quick when I had to hit the rebuying button on your thoughts, create your reality. Because people be like, well, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's circumstances. It's beyond my control. I can feel the tension in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that's a lot. It's really hard for people to receive that they're creating or co-creating their reality. Um, and if that triggers anyone on this call, that means that there is actually something to clear there, like some sort of like victim energy. People don't like hearing that word, but just this, this belief that life is happening to me and that's just the way it is and I don't have any control. That If it's triggering you to, for you to hear I'm creating this in some way, that is definitely where we need to go then. We got to go into that. We got to clear that so you know your power. Because once you realize you you are creating it, it's actually you're so powerful that you can create it as if you're in lack. That's how powerful you are. So once you start to realize how powerful you are, you'll, you, you'll have fun trying to like create and um, see what can show up for you. And like, it's just when you're, when you're not carrying that belief of like life is happening to me and you start realizing your power, it's just insane the things that can show up for you. Since you mentioned pop culture, I want to mention my pop culture moment. Okay. And I'm going to go way more back into history and I'm going to talk about Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. And I want to talk about this idea of the Tin Man and what the ca cowardly... The scarecrow Thank and you. there's a lion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like 
fifth three. <laughs> Y'all can send us messages if we got anything wrong. But you know, they they all wanted something, right? The 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 at, at the end of the journey, ironically, they got their courage, they got their heart, they got whatever the heck else they needed. And <laughs> and the way they, they thought they had to get it from the wizard. They thought they had to get it from somewhere externally. Uh-huh. And it was always in them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that you brought that example because I always say the journey matches the destination or like kind of the journey is more important than the destination. The journey is what creates the destination, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So it was on their way to go see the wizard that they received exactly what they needed. It wasn't that they saw the wizard and then they got what they needed. Um, Yeah. So a lot of people will try to like focus on the outcome that they want, but it's like, if the journey doesn't match the destination, even when you get that outcome, it, it's just going to be like temporary. You, do you know what I mean? Like if I'm like trying to get more money, what is the reason that you want more money? It's because what, it makes you feel more peace, more joy, um, more safety, something that is actually something you already are. That's the only reason you want it. Um, but your way to creating more money, if it's not peaceful and it's not joyful for you, how are you creating true wealth? Like the second you get more money, you're going to feel temporarily better, but you're not in more peace or more joy. So it's just temporary. And then you're going to have to get more money. It's conditional. I don't like doing pop culture stuff because <laughs> people have opinions about people and I don't want hate mail. I mean, who wants hate mail? But recently, uh, as I'm recording this, is October 31st of 2023. You know, this month, Jada Pinkett Smith book dropped. And they were, all the pundits came out the woodwork to analyze her life and her story and whatever. And they built, they brought up this old clip from Red Table Talk, which is so relevant to our conversation. And it, it was Will Smith and it was Jada. And they were talking on the round table with all the family members. And they were, Will was saying at the highest earning moment of his career, his wife was the saddest. And he said, "My." it was one point he was turning to the daughter and said, your mama was crying every day. And then the mom, mom like what, 30 days? And then Jada interrupts and says, 45 days. And that that was a point where he, they just bought a lakefront property. Like they were earning more money than you can ever imagine. And she was the most depleted and saddest. Yes. Yes. It's so good that you bring that up. That this is why I'm like, while I'm doing this thing to earn income, is it bringing me joy now? Is it bringing me more peace now? Not I'm going to have it later if I just work a little bit harder, if I just do this for five more years no, is it is it bringing me joy and peace now? If it isn't, I won't put my energy into it because I know it's not creating true wealth. If you ask enough people that are really wealthy, like, are they the embodiment of what I want? That's what I look at. The way you live your life, the way you feel in your body, what's your health like? What are your relationships like? That's what I'm looking at as my idea of success. It doesn't matter to me how much money you're making. If those other areas of your life are lacking, then your joy is conditional. That's really hard. It's really hard because we live in a society that tells you that hustle culture, Mm -hmm. you know, 
get fo- as many followers as you have. Yeah. yeah. You know, more subscribers. By the way, if you haven't been following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow subscribe button now. But anyway, <laughs> this idea that we have to be more, better, different at the expense of our health and happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about Steve Jobs, right? What did he die of? Kidney? Or I don't know, I what, don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, but he, he had some something fell, fell in his body. But anyway, this money, this guy had no less of the best world-class doctors. Mm. And he died at a really early age, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did what society said. Mm. Was he? Well, so this is my question for you. Yeah. All right. So he was creative. Yeah. He was inquisitive. He was pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Pushing so many boundaries. It cost him his life. Mm-hmm. So was he really in his feminine energy? Because he was being creative. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he was being creative and he was tapped into some of his feminine energy, but maybe he was suppressing what he was feeling. Very, very likely he was suppressing what he was feeling. It could be he was working so hard that he was abandoning his body right? He's like, oh, I should just get this done today. I have this goal today instead of like, okay, but my body's actually really tired today. So like, maybe I should rest and and do this tomorrow or do this when I have more energy. Like he was probably abandoning his body in some way. He was definitely abandoning his body in some way because you don't just get an illness for no reason. It's like your body's way of trying to show you, hey, you're neglecting me in some way. There's something I need and I'm trying to get your attention and show you I need something. So there was some form of abandonment and I highly doubt he was really in his feminine energy he might have had access to some of it through his creativity you're right about that but maybe other areas were shut down that's what i would guess yeah i I guess we'll really never know but the fact of the matter is you know i see this all the time where people are reaching this apex and their fame or their function and later you'll hear about all these health family problems like how how come you weren't telling that story because I think it would really put perspective about the whole process of not just entrepreneurship but living life Uh like it's like a facade that's being put up Everybody's chasing something, but not understanding. It's not a pot at the end of this rainbow. Mm -hmm. Maybe a pot of coal, (laughs) but a pot of gold. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting. I don't know if you know anything about human design, but it will actually like tell you based on your profile lines, um, the way you're meant to share your message for like your people to connect with you. So like for some people, they're actually meant to show up as the expert in their work. Like that's what they came here to do. They know a ton about their their niche and they're meant to show up as like an expert. Like I know a lot about this. And then for me, for example, I'm a three five, which is known as like a martyr. So you're actually supposed to, well, not supposed to, but I naturally do this. You go through experiences yourself so that you can share your wisdom so other people don't have to suffer. That's the point of that profile line. So the way that I share is I share very openly, very vulnerably about my issues and my struggles and the the things I go through and then how I learn from them. So like, I'm not afraid to say, yeah, my relationships are a struggle or whatever, you know, like I'm very open and honest, like, because that's what helps people like relate to me and connect with me. 
that's what I came here to learn. And it's through my experiences that I'm learning and then sharing and then other people don't have to suffer. So it's usually shame that we'll have people not do that though. Like, I don't want people to know though that I'm not the real deal or whatever. But so many people tell me the opposite. They love when I share my personal stories because they're like, yeah, I'm going through the same thing. It was very helpful to know how you moved through that because I'm feeling the same thing. Early this week, uh, I was reading a very interesting op-ed and they were talking about the commodalization of uh, privacy. I'm, I'm garbling the headline, but it was along the lines of we're we're sharing our stuff so that all we all can learn, right? But are we sharing it so that we can learn or we can monetize? And I really, I paused and I thought about it because I consider myself a healer myself. I'm 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 very vulnerable too about the things I've experienced. As I know you are too about stomach issues and all the health issues that you had in the past but I wonder if people really understand that we're not sharing it just to put money in our pockets we're sharing it because people need to know the information but it gets lost with the people who are very inauthentic and you could just tell because they're like yeah just love me uh but I'm so good I just took the supplement links in the bio below like yeah, yeah. You know what? If you're dropped in enough, you can feel the difference. Like <laughs> it's so true. You can feel this person generally genuinely wants to share this. Um, and this other person is like every opportunity they can to share something to then get something. You can definitely feel the difference if you're dropped in. This is where again the feminine energy comes in. Because I think for a lot of us, we have been just so focused on do, 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 instead of just be, relax, receive. We can't figure out the real McCoy from the phonies. And then we're wondering why we've bought $10,000 of coaching courses that have left us broker and more confused than ever. Yeah, you're so right. Because I always say, if you take an action from your masculine energy that wasn't guided by your feminine energy, it won't create much of anything at all, right? Like maybe you got one little piece of nugget from that coaching program, but um, if it was something your wisdom guided you to do, AKA you were sensing, tuning in, feeling, does this feel light? Does this feel expansive to do this coaching program? Then you are following your feminine energy and then you can go take an, act an action, which is masculine energy. And it's gonna have so much power because it was guided. So I just see so many people neglecting the feminine, not tuning into their body when they make a choice or decision. And then it doesn't create much. But what I also see actually is it, it can look like it's creating a little bit of something. And so then people will keep doing it because they're like, well, it looked like it created something. I got, I got some money out of that. I got some followers out of that. So I'm just going to keep doing that. And then they never get to see what would have happened if they had actually done it from their feminine energy and was like, do I feel like doing this activity today? Does it bring me joy to do this? And then they see what gets created when they follow their joy and their inspiration and their lightness, which is essentially your wisdom. Like it's crazy what gets created when you follow your wisdom. Yo, I hope people will just hit that record button because that was like, that was on point because I think for a lot of people, they just get that little nugget, right? That little gem. 
but they could have got a full course meal of information. Yeah. And you're just, you're, you're feeling satiated over crumbs and I'm offering you a full course meal. <laughs> well, what up with that? You know what I mean? Like, what up with that? I think for some of us, we've gotten so accustomed. Like, I'm talking to you fellas in the room too. I'm not, we're just not just talking to ladies. There's, <laughs> you, some of you guys are listening to have accustomed to crumbs in your relationships, crumbs in your marriage, crumbs in your work. And you think it's normal. Yeah. And another reason they think it's normal is actually because they're not dropped in enough and sensing and feeling. Because if you are, you would realize something is lacking in my relationship and something is lacking in my career and I don't love it. People won't even, when I ask them if they enjoy their work, I ask everyone if they enjoy their work and they won't actually drop into their body before they answer my question. And I think it's because most people are afraid to actually drop in and realize I don't love my work because then they're scared that now they're going to feel that they hate their job and now feel stuck in a job they hate. But what people don't realize is that's what actually creates the new opportunity. If you go in and you sense and you feel how much it sucks to be in your job and then you clear whatever it is that's having you stay there. Fear, fear that I won't be able to make money doing what I love. You're going to feel all of it when you drop in and sense. You're going to feel none of it if you're not dropped in, and then you will stay in a job you hate forever. I don't know about you, but I'll never forget my moment where I knew I just had to get out. Mm -hmm. I was literally being hospitalized for stress, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember in the hospital room talking to one of the nurses, and I was like, this job's going to kill me. And I remember the look of fear in the nurse's eyes when she said, but how are you going to afford the insurance? And I'm like sitting here, I'm in a hospital talking to her nurse who's projecting her fear-based uh, anxiety on me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You were probably carrying fear unless what she said didn't trigger you at all. But if it triggered you, she was probably reflecting your fear. You probably had a little bit. That's what I always have to realize when people say stuff like that. Like people used to make comments to me like, oh, you shouldn't quit your job yet until you have another one or you have your other thing set up. And it would bug me when they would say that. But I realized that they were reflecting this tiny little part of me. Maybe it was only two cells in my body that were actually kind of scared on like, maybe I won't be sourced if I quit my job and follow my joy. This tiny little part of me that didn't believe it, they were showing me. Yeah, no, no, I feel you on that because like the conversations that I have now are just like the vibes totally change because when you entertain things that lower my energy, I feel depleted. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, that's awesome. We had this conversation that tells me that I need to up my self-game, my own yeah. self-care because I can't control what people say, but I can't control how I'm feeling about it. And I didn't feel comfortable with it. So things yes. need to be reliant. And like, yeah, to your point, yeah, there was fear, intense fear. Because I mean, think about it. I mean, we like our society has trained us on compliance and adherence. And yeah. to go that is that it's like that's wrong it. and bad and you shouldn't do it. And what are you thinking? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I know people are like listening, going like, well, you, you don't know my story. I'm like, I, you're right. I, I don't know your story, but I do know that shame is for real. 
And if your mom or your dad or your cousin, Jimmy or whoever told you that you have to stay a job just because it has health insurance, question really how that's, that energy is imprinting on your soul. Yes, yes. I had someone ask me that question once I spoke at a retreat. That was the first question they asked me. They're like, but what if your job is giving you health benefits? And I was like, it's about, do you trust that you're going to be sourced or you you don't think you're going to be sourced? That's what it is. And when you move through the fear and you move through a ton of the fear, you don't even have to move through all of the fear. If you move through some of it, you already have less fear now. You're less scared on how you're going to be taken care of. So then you just have this feeling, I'm going to be taken care of. This knowing that I will be sourced in some way, which maybe isn't through insurance, you know, <laughs> maybe it's through some other way. And maybe you don't even ever have a health concern in your life that you needed that type of insurance, or maybe your thing that you needed to heal wasn't even something covered by your insurance. Like most of the people I work with, not covered by insurance, but they're the practitioners that resonate with me and I follow my wisdom and I work with them, you know? Um, so it's just about, do you trust that you're going to be a hundred percent sourced no matter what, or do you trust that you're not sourced and you're like, you know, you're in lack. So then that's the route that we need to clear, which is usually fear or shame or something like that. And again, I go back to your mom, your dad, you know, your teachers, you know, your cousin, Mimi, whoever, they met really well. They helped you out. They were trying to do the best they can. And that energy that you absorb is 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 literally maybe suffocating you right now. I know someone's mm-hmm. listening and they're just they're drowning on the fears and worries that mm-hmm. don't even belong to them, really. I mean, give that back. Give back, give it back. Yeah. <laughs> Return to sender. Like <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. Like if if I took this on from my ancestors or my parents, I'm like, is that even my belief? Or is it their belief? And I'll be like, pull and cancel that belief from wherever it came from. Thank you. It's done. It's done. It's done. You know, and but maybe I might need to welcome some of the fear or whatever for it to truly move. But yeah, that's a great thing to say. Like, if this isn't even mine, return to sender. And like, that's how you feel, what energy is left in your body. And then you can clear your own energy. You know, and this also brings up another point. I think that's worth uh, mentioning that, you know, nature is a vacuum, right? So let's say we we work through the fear, we work through the shame. We, you know, I know you've got long hair. I've got a little bushy afro, so I can't flip my hair, but you'll do it on both of our behalf, <laughs> right? So we do that initial cleansing work. We do we feel we feel the discomfort, right? And now there's this vacuum, mm-hmm. and it's scary. It's like wait a minute. Now I get to decide what I want to do now. Mm-hmm. I've been taught for at least 18 years how and why, ought and must. You're not going to tell me what to do? Ooh, yeah, that's a big one for people. They're outsourcing their power and doing what they're told to do. And you're right. And then they're like, I don't know how to live my life without being told what to do. But your wisdom is guiding you actually all the time. Um, but sometimes it looks like do nothing, (laughs) but it's not like you're doing nothing. It just means what you need the most right now is to maybe clear what you're feeling 
And then when you clear that, then this opportunity comes in because you create a vacuum, like you just said. A vacuum is a way for so much to come into your life. That's why people sometimes will tell you, like, clear what's in your house, get rid of stuff that you're not using because it creates a vacuum for you to receive more. If you're a hoarder, where is there space for more to come into your life? It's true. If you look at people that are hoarders and look at how much they receive, it is very little, very little. They don't receive money effortlessly. They don't receive love effortlessly. Like, And I, I have some of those hoarding traits and I'm like getting better at it. Yo, yeah. Oh my goodness. This morning, this morning. So I'm walking the dog, right? And somebody has the garage door open, right? And like, there was just, you could tell they, they literally took a shovel or something to push to the side enough space for one of the cars. And I knew it was a new rental because someone just moved in. I'm like, okay. I understand. But it seemed like everything was just quickly unboxed and just tossed to the corner. And for real, for real, my chest, Alicia, was tightening up. And if I felt that stress just looking at half of that monstrosity inside that garage. And so I can't imagine being involved in that space physically. Yeah, it really does have an impact on your energy. It really affects how much you receive. The vacuum is real. The vacuum literally brings in, sucks in more. The vacuum may be scary. The unknown may be scary. Yes, because you're giving things up. You're you're releasing ideas and beliefs, your foundation of how you saw reality. It's very, very scary. But if you actually like know how to process your emotions, then you know how to move through the fear every time you're stepping a little bit forward in this new direction. So that's how I've done it. Like, yeah, it was super scary to leave. I was an engineer before, very scary to leave this like, quote, good paying job to do what I do now. But how did I do it was I had to welcome a ton of fear. That's the only reason I was able to do it. If I didn't welcome my fear, I'd probably still be there hating my life, hating my job, still have depression. Um, Yeah, like I had to welcome the fear. Mark Twain, aka, well, the real name was Samuel Clements. He said a lot of funny things, but one of his quotes that really, like, I still think about to the day is that most men die at 27 and are buried at 72. And I'm still thinking about that. Die at 27, but buried at 22, meaning like they're dead inside. They don't have like fulfillment and stuff. Yeah. Yep. 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 Especially in masculine. It's, it's like very much abandoning themselves and what they're feeling and just do take action. Got to provide, got to make money. There's weakness in slowing down, weakness in feeling what I'm feeling. So yeah, then there's definitely going to be a lack of fulfillment. I mean, you see it all the time. You see it all the time. Like, I mean, <laughs> you can go to a grocery store and you can just tell by the way people are filling up their cart, whether or not they're 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 allowing themselves to feel nourished versus just to like put in calories. Yes. And I'm not judging people's diets. Okay. This is not the point about, you know, you should be eating fake and natural. Like I like, I'm not having that conversation. But like you can tell people who are just like they're they're processed foods or gossip rags and just all sorts of insta stuff. And they they're just so disconnected from nature. They don't even know what to do with a pineapple if it just hit well, other than just using it as a blunt force object. Like, (laughs) you know, 
<laughs> so speaking on analogies, like I'm going with this pineapple for a lot of us, right? This we've got this hard exterior, right? That's doubts and fears and worries and anxiety. And yeah, cutting that open is rough. Yeah. If we don't have the proper tools. Exactly. Exactly. It is very scary until you realize you have the tools and you've used them enough times to realize, oh, every time I'm triggered, I actually know what to do now. And then I realize that every fear I ever truly have, something I'm ever scared about, if I actually like boil it down, it's like, I'm afraid I'm going to end up feeling something I don't want to feel at the end of the day. So if I know how to process what I'm feeling, I'm already just less scared. Um, So you're right. You're right. When you have the tools, it's everything's less scary. Life is way more fluid. I wish this was something we actually taught in school or it's just one of the most important things. Every single person on this planet has emotions. And it's the last thing we're taught is how to process emotions. And we're even taught it's wrong to like show emotion. Like it's, it's really messed up that it's not like a known thing that people know how to do it or even think it's like, okay. Well, I hate, okay, I want to throw my tinfoil hat and say something, but, uh, you know, you can't sell stuff to people who don't think accurately. You don't get people into life-sucking careers that produce stuff for society if they're challenging whether or not it actually brings them to fulfillment. So Mm -hmm. there, I understand the societal purpose behind not having people connected to the emotions but just because society is saying this is the way you do it doesn't mean you have to do it that way yeah no you're totally right there's something that is gained by having people shut down from their feminine energy feminine energy is very powerful it literally creates life so by like shaming sexuality or making it seem like it's weak to be sensitive then people shut down their feminine energy, then they're not accessing their power, then they can be easily manipulated, and then people follow the rules. <laughs> and then the system doesn't break down. So you're right, there is an agenda, there's probably a reason why we're not taught, you know? Um, so that's why it has to like come from us, like we have to want to learn, and then follow that, you know? And, and sadly, for a lot of people, it happens through having a really traumatic experience, and and then they want to learn. But you know what? Sometimes pain is a great awakener. And that's that's the thing that had me even interested in learning how to heal myself. I had to go through depression to even care. And I wouldn't change it because now I have these tools for the rest of my life. So I'm grateful for the experience. Yeah, I, I love how you said that because, you know, I'm grateful too. I'm grateful to uh, as a recovering addict, you know, I, my my program teaches me how to live a life that doesn't depend on others' approval. And that's a blessing. That's a, yeah. that's a blessing. That's freedom. I, yeah, that's freedom. Because I remember I, um, I, there was this moment I had in my my last job where I I had tears in my eyes. Alicia, and I said, how can I, what can I do so that you can like me? Yeah. Because I was just so desperate to feel good through mm-hmm. validation. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I had that too. And like, there was so much shame. I couldn't even receive like constructive criticism in my work or anything like that. It was like, oh my God, I feel so much shame that then I would just shut down and then do a shitty job. Because it, once you feel shame, 
there's usually one of two things that will happen. You'll feel so much that you feel overcome by it. So then you don't feel inspired or motivated to like do anything. Or there's the people that feel so much shame that they're like, I've got to overcome this. I've got to work really hard and prove that person wrong. And then it's to the point where they're abandoning their body. It's usually one of the two things I see. Once you move the shame though, which I'm guessing you have a lot in your program on how do you help people move that? So then they don't care what people, you don't care what people think anymore if you're not carrying shame anymore, you know, or whatever it is you help them with. Maybe you help them with other ways too. But I find that's helped me the most. Once I welcome the shame, it's like, you can say something to me and I'm not making myself wrong anymore about it. I don't, it doesn't feel like a wrongness anymore or self-judgment anymore. I do. To answer your questions, I do. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you help people with, the, uh, with their feminine energy realignment, we, we all have different uh, roads that we help people. But, yeah. you know, I, those are, you guys who are listening, you're probably thinking, that's awesome that you guys are free from your shame and you're beautiful and you're sexy and you're flipping your hair. At least one of you guys are doing this. Okay. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> like what, what are things that we can do right now to yes. get us in this state of receiving? Okay. Great idea. Um, so again, the two things I tell my clients are feminine exercises and welcoming shame. So why don't we just start with some, what are some feminine exercises? Uh, these are, I'll, I'll list a bunch and whether you're a man or a woman, take the ones that resonate with you because some are a little more girly and some anyone can do, you know? Um, but one of them is food foreplay. So I will do this exercise right before I eat. So I'm actually receiving my food because I eat three times a day and most people eat unconsciously and eat just for the sake of eating or they're not present while they're eating. So that is a time you can become a better receiver at least three times a day or however many times you eat. So what I do is before I even eat, I will soften my body, take a few breaths, sense, am I even hungry? First of all, is this food even what I'm wanting? First of all, so I'm not putting something in my body just to avoid feeling an emotion or because I'm bored or eating something I really don't even want to eat just because it's the only thing I have around. Um, because this is a chance to be a good receiver. Like you could like be eating food you love and like getting into your feminine energy with every meal. But if you don't even enjoy your meal, uh, you know, it's, you, you're not, you, this isn't, then it's not an exercise. You're not going to get the benefit from this exercise if you're not enjoying your meal. Um, so that's the first thing that I do is tune in my body. And then I let my body know you're about to receive nutrients. You deserve to receive this. This meal is, was made for you. You deserve it. And then I'll send a loving intention to my food. I love you. Thank you for giving me the energy and the nutrients that I need today. But the real feminine part is I will smell my food and I'll savor it. At least the first bite, I'll savor it. So I'm like really dropped in and like sensing while I'm eating that first bite. Instead of doing it unconsciously and then I'm not really receiving the meal, I will smell it. I will taste it. I will sense it. I'll be really dropped in for at least the first bite. It's it's very hard to eat that your whole meal that way and be that present to every bite of your meal, especially if you eat with another person, if you're married and you eat at the dinner table together and you're having conversation. So I will do it with the first bite, minimum. That's something everyone can start doing right now. Start sensing and savoring the first bite of every meal that you eat. You're already becoming a better receiver. Whether you're a guy or a girl, you can start doing that right now. Um, another one I do, I call it purple light. This is more for women. It's just an alarm that goes off in my phone once a day to do something sensual. 
So it's like I flip my hair, I'll touch my skin, I'll move my hips, even if it's very subtle. And I can still do that in front of another person. If my alarm goes off in front of another person, it'll just be like, you know, a little more subtle or whatever, right? Um, But that's a way to get into your feminine energy. Some people are super uncomfortable with that. Some people are so shut down that they're like, I can't move my hips or like, you know, so even just a little bit will be very helpful for people. Um, And so since feminine energy is like sensing, feeling, expressing anything you're doing that has you like express what you're feeling. So if you're journaling every day, or if you're asking someone, can you hold space for me? And I just say how I'm feeling. That's a feminine energy. You could ask your partner, Hey, I'm kind of upset right now. Can you just hold space for me? Like I'm saying this from a really triggered state. So I don't maybe mean everything I'm saying, but can you just hold space for me while I share what I'm feeling? Um, That's a really great exercise, especially if you're sharing what you're feeling not what you're thinking. So you're not saying, I feel like you did this, this, and that, and it hurt me. It's, I feel hurt. There's a difference. Like you're really dropped in, you're, you're sensing in your body and you're like, I feel hurt. Um, so that's, that's another way. That's another thing you could do. Um, also I like to make everything a more like sensual sacred experience. So when I'm showering, I'm not just brushing my body, washing it and jumping out. I really slow it down. I'm feeling the skin on skin, making it very sensual. Even when I get out of the shower while I'm already like not wearing anything, that's when I'll even just like put skin on skin and just like feel my skin, feel what it feels like to be touched and feel what it feels like to touch. They're two different feelings. Just for a few minutes, I'll do that. Sensing and feeling, again, feminine exercise. Um, when I'm changing, when I'm taking off my clothes, very slowly, sensually take it off, like just try to do everything more sensual, more sacred. So a lot of these are feminine things. So if you're a man, just like learning to express what you're feeling more in some way, if it's just journaling for now or practice sharing what you feel once a day with your partner or with a friend, if it's hard to do it with a guy, then maybe a girlfriend, Hey, every day, can I tell you? one thing I'm feeling today or something. That's something that literally just came to my mind. I've never actually suggested that to someone before. Um, Yeah. So that's what I would tell people to do right now. And then obviously shame is another piece. So welcoming the shame, bring awareness to where you feel it in your body. When you feel, um, let's say someone said something that you felt now you're judging yourself for it, or you said something and now you're judging yourself about what you said. Great opportunity to feel shame. Where do I feel it in my body? bring awareness to it, breathe more fully, soften your body. So essentially you're not resisting or just distracting from the shame. You're going into it. Those are some major things I would say where people could start right now. That's a really good list. You know, uh, just to repeat this idea of really savoring food and not just make it unconscious, touching and your, your body, you know, you don't have, for, for those of you guys who are like, I'm not going to move such share my hips. Well, what about spreading your arms far and wide and just really letting your body just expand? Yes. So yes. It just comes in different angles. You know, this idea of allowing breath to come through in, in your body and just breathing. I love your timer. I love the timer. Just it cues you throughout the day because in the busyness of life, we can just forget to get back in tune with your body. I love the exercises in the shower about just not just 
hopping in and hopping out and just feeling all your body. You know, one of the things I learned to do uh, is, well, is, is thanking all my body parts. Thank you, you know, stomach for allowing it to expand so a baby can fit in. Thank you, arms, for giving me the strength to lift up things. Thank you, you know, hair for protecting me from the sun. Like a lot of us, we aren't thankful mm-hmm. of what we have. Yeah, gratitude is, I would say, a feminine exercise too. If you're actually dropped in and feeling when you're thinking about these things you're grateful for, because some people can do a gratitude list every day, but they're not feeling the actual gratitude of the thing they're writing. You're like, okay, I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful that I've got savings. I'm grateful I have a partner. But are you dropped in and like, wow, it feels so good to feel safe that I actually have a roof over my head, especially when it's like so cold outside. And like, you're feeling each one of the things you're writing down. That's a great feminine exercise too. I like that. I like that. And I also love the fact fact that we're going to identify the shame and the fear and the pain that come alongside it because you can't be a good receiver and hold on to shame. Those things are mutually exclusive. You're so right. Yeah. So we, we, we had a really good conversation and I'm hoping that people who are listening will first and foremost, we're going to continue talking with Felicia if that's something that's stirring in your heart. And so we're going to leave uh, notes in the show notes below. But this more of the idea of how can you receive somatically with your body, journaling, expressing yourself. And I want everyone who's listening to find something that they really say, okay, that's actionable. I can do this now. And let's just drop the whole drama about that. And stop mm-hmm. saying, well, I'll do it tomorrow. No, 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 no. You're doing it today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not yeah, alarm. If they put some sort of alarm in their phone right now for one of the things that we said, then you know you'll do it. Maybe you'll start tomorrow, but at least the alarm is in your phone today that you set it, that when it goes off tomorrow, you're going to do one of the things that we said that resonated with you. It's important to pick one that resonates with you because you can do any of these things from your masculine energy, actually. You know, if you think about it, like, oh, check the list, got it done. Like, you know what I mean? You can do this from masculine energy, but that would defeat the purpose. So that's why you got to pick one that's actually enjoyable, doable, and feels light and fluid for you to do, even if you just pick one. Yeah, so we're not trying to be drill sergeants. We just know that some of y'all need to get out your head and stop being perfectionistic and waiting for the sun to align and Mercury to come into a, a what Mercury it ain't in retrograde. Okay, just just do it. Or whatever you're trying to tell yourself that causes you to want to delay. No, we're just going to do it now because I think for a lot of us, we want to feel good about doing good for ourselves. And that's just not how it works. You know, that's a good point because that alarm that goes off in my phone once a day to remind me to check in, breathe, bring awareness to what I'm feeling. When it goes off at a super inconvenient time, I do it kind of half-ass, like not really that tuned in, but that's better than not doing it at all and not tuning in at all throughout the day. So you don't need to be, you don't need to do it perfect to receive the benefits. You drop in for 10 seconds, that's better than being unconscious and unpresent every day, all day. That's a really good point because I again I know that part of us who have gone through traumatic or shame based incidents have a lot of desire to be perfectionists, mm-hmm. and so I'm really glad that you mentioned that. Like, hey, I, I it's not always perfect or convenient, but I still show up for me. And talking about showing up, 
Where can people find you and continue this conversation if they've enjoyed our, our time talking with one another? Um, I'm on Instagram at Alicia underscore Capani. I have a YouTube channel, just my name, Alicia Capani. I have a website, aliciacapani.com. Um, on TikTok too, Alicia Capani. <laughs> you know, just search Alicia Capani and you'll find me. <laughs> yeah. So that's, we're going to leave links in the show notes. <laughs> Oh, okay. So they, Most they, people they don't know how to spell my name, though. There's like a million ways to spell, spell Alicia. So, yeah. <laughs> and if there's like any like main idea, I mean, we talked about, oh, honey, we talk about so much. Like, what what do people just need to really take away from our time with one another? Um, That feminine energy is powerful and that there isn't a wrongness in being sensitive and feeling and expressing and that there is untapped power there um, that you could be receiving way more and that there's a lot of benefits to being more in your feminine energy for health, relationships, wealth, everything. So I hope you feel inspired to do one of the exercises we talked about and get more into your feminine energy. It is limitless, your power, once you are available and ready to receive. Alicia, thank you so much for our time with one another. I'm hoping everyone really enjoyed this podcast episode. If you loved it, please hop on over to Alicia. She got like a zillion channels. Just go find one. <laughs> Just go find one. <laughs> or all, I don't know. It's whatever your, your, your jam is. And obviously, if you like this podcast episode, make sure that you write a review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. So with that being said, everyone, you are welcome to receive. And the only one that's blocking it is you. Well, Alicia, thank you. Many blessings. And for everyone who's listening, take care and be awesome.